Eine Pizza Hawaii, bitte. That's rad. Get ready for race week. Four weeks, my God. Always ready. You turn it on and you're like, no, I don't want to go. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Apex F1 podcast. Um, I am so glad that it is race week this week. We're, we're excited to get into the thick of things with the uh, Azerbaijan Grand Prix. We wanted to invite a special guest on who's a, a really good friend of someone who else is a special guest on our show. He's, uh, he's basically been racing since uh, 2018. He's participated in the Nordschleife, the Nürburgring, 24 hours. He's a factory KTM GT4 driver, runner-up in the Formula Renault, and now he's currently serving as a, a coach for a karting academy. We're, we're super excited to bring on Phil Hill. How are you doing, Phil? Hi, Josh. Hi, Ryan. Thank you for having me. I'm doing really great. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to have you on here. Thanks a lot. Just to kind of ask you a couple of questions, how do you know Willem? Yeah, I, I know Willem through Instagram. When I did Formula Renault in 2018, and then during winter season and through a Q&A, I did on Instagram. He messaged me because he did game developer, and he did his own racing car mod for Assetto Corsa and, and, and ran his uh, series. And he asked me if I wanted to join. But yeah, sure. And yeah, from then on, we spoke more and more. We did a lot of iRacing together. And yeah. Now he invited me to your show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've been trying to get you on for um, probably about the last like month. Uh, he told me that you might be interested in in hopping on here. Now we're glad to have you on here. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's so glad to have you here. I mean, I didn't realize that Willem did any eye racing, but uh, that's good information to know. But that's really awesome. It's good that you know him and connected with him so that you can connect with us. I mean, it's all about those connections in life. And uh, just thank you for coming on to our show. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Just to kind of ask you a little bit more about like your driving history and stuff is um, you got started into racing as a, at a young age. Who were some of your influences that, that sort of got you into racing? Like 90% of other drivers, it was through my dad. Uh, he always wanted to be a racing driver himself. But yeah, his parents were not so amused about it. Uh, his mom, well, my grandmother said, ah, it's too dangerous. I want, don't want you to do it. So he became a pilot. And then when he could afford it, he raced um, Renault uh, 5 on the Nordschleife, a bit of Porsche, young timer trophy. And yeah, he had a few trophies uh, in his room. And it's like, ah, where do you get them from? And he showed me his car. And I said, oh, that's awesome. And I want to do it myself. And I remember one evening he showed me just, just randomly some videos of karting. I was like, oh, that's awesome. When can we do that? And I was I was way too young for that. So I pushed my my parents into letting me drive a rental kart. Yeah. From there on it got more and more and more and more. That's awesome. That's great. I mean, way to push. Yeah, keep pushing for that. And your grandmother's just being your grandmother always wanting your safety and everything awesome story of, of how you got into it and have you have you been to some of these tracks like in real life austria like spielberg austria or even um like zandvoort or I, you've already raced the nurburgring is it the full circuit or is it just the gt like the racetrack itself 
So basically, I, I race on almost every circuit there is in Europe. Oh my gosh. Um, from, <laughs> from, like you mentioned, Nürburgring GP track in all different configurations, sprint, fast chicane, slow chicane, um, Nordschleife combined with GP track. There's a different GP layout during uh, the Nordschleife uh, Nürburgring Endurance Series and the 24-hour series, uh, which I did both. And yeah, Sandford, Solder, Assen, um, Hockenheimring, Bilsterberg, I don't know if you know it. Um, it's it's not a racetrack. It's more like a test track, but it's, it's referred to as like mm -hmm. a small Nordschleife, like little brother. Yeah, I also did some coaching last year uh, in the US. Uh, I raced at Houston, MSR Houston, which is pretty nice, small track. I like it in a, in a Miata. Very nice car. And uh, I did uh, one week of coaching at Virginia. And I remember when I think it was at my beginnings of iRacing, I bought Virginia. Okay, I'm never going to race it in real life. But then I actually did some coaching on there. So it was really great. So you actually got to go there after you bought it on iRacing. You were like, that's fantastic. Oh, I've come full circle yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is there a track that you have as like your favorite of everything that you've raced out of your career? Oof. <laughs> That's a loaded know. question. <laughs> um, I can say I don't like Porica. Oh, I, I don't blame as you. others. Yeah, it's it's okay, but I only raced there with the KTM um, during my GT4 European campaign, and the K KTM is supposed to be fast in the corners and slow in the straights. And with so long straights and Porica, you have no chance. Yeah, it's just not built for that track. Yeah, you, you can't race it on there because it's at tracks like Zandvoort or Nürburgring, it's okay or great even, but Porica's just shit. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of cars don't pull out their best performance at Paul Ricard, but I think that's like sort of a benchmark. Paul Ricard has a lot of straights and there's not a lot of tire degradation, but if you go to tracks like Barcelona or you go to like Spielberg, there's a lot of degradation that's on those tracks because you're doing a lot of cornering. You're doing a lot of um, not so many, not so much straight work, but you're doing a lot that's on the tires. Is there any that you would like to go to that like, are there any circuits you haven't been to that you're like, oh, I really want to go to this circuit? Cota and Laguna Seca are for sure on my list. My father-in-law has always told me, you need to go to Laguna Seca and see the corkscrew for yourself because it is, you have to experience it in real life. Obviously, if you're driving, it, it's a totally different experience. But um, yeah, Josh and I have plans to go out to Circuit of the Americas in October, hopefully, if the stars align. Oh, we might, we might each meet each other there. We would love to do that because that's, that's one of our goals because we want to get Willem to the track too because he's all, no, I don't want to go. And I'm like, you need to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the guys I've been uh, to for coaching last year, they invited me again this year. And last year, we there was no track there at Kota, so we couldn't drive on there and the car was broken. Uh, but now they've got a new car. They got the Praga R1. Yeah, some coaching in October on Kota. Since we're on the topic of uh, coaching, what got you into coaching and what is it like to be on the other side and like watching your driver instead of racing. Uh, yeah, what got me into it, I started coaching in karting. I just graduated uh, high school and it was 2020, 
mid-COVID, nothing to do. Uh, but there were a few races. Uh, so I messaged a few teams on Instagram. I, I knew, um, like, hey, do you need a mechanic? And one was like, oh, well, we don't, we have enough mechanics, but can you do coaching? I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> and from there on, it started on. I, I do a lot of karting. Um, I was just this weekend at Kerten, the track where Schumacher grew up. And yeah, I basically get paid to drive cards and tell other drivers where to be faster. So it's it's like a dream job. Uh, next week, I'm going to Zolder in a Porsche 944, then back to Kerten for two days where we have a race and then to Spa. Very nice. That's awesome. That's exciting. Like I said, the connections, whatever, getting into that avenue. You asked for being a mechanic, but now you're yeah. a coach. And so it worked out. When you're coaching, what are your like core values as a coach? And what do you want to teach your drivers that you're coaching? Um, yeah, basically, close the gap to the front runners, get faster, be more consistent, understand what the car or cart is doing, how we can change the setup and be mentally prepared for the race. Uh, so I've got a lot of newcomers. So basically, like I did, or most of the guys do, we start at a young age karting, so we grow into it. But now I have a few guys who are 15, 16, 17, and they just started karting. Say so they need a lot to learn in a very short time to be competitive. I can teach them to be mentally prepared and all that stuff to yeah, just close the gap to the front as fast as possible. That's rad. Okay, so with, with the guys that you have that are much older, if all else fails, what is it that what's one thing that you hope that they take away from you moving forward so that they can at least be competitive for the short amount of time that they have? Be fast on track. <laughs> go fast. Plain and simple. Just even go fast. Even it down. If it's one single fast lap and you're totally inconsistent, like you do a fast lap to a slower lap and a very slow lap and a fast lap again, I don't care because it's good for the feeling of them and in a race it's semi good but on a test day it's great because they have the feeling ah oh, i did a fast lap great i don't care about the consistency i did a fast lap and that's they they go they go home with a smile on their face and that's that's great there you go i mean at least that they have that feeling that they know that they can do it for at least one yeah, lap right exactly <laughs> absolutely <laughs> we're way too old to get into racing with Chloe Grant from the F1 Academy. Um, speaking of which, I, I don't know. I, I believe Willem actually told us that he was just at Ferrari days. He was showing us some of like the, you know, the carts and the the things from the Ferrari garage that's there and, and just different relic, historical pieces of Ferrari things. Um, you know, how how is something like that being tied to the Schumacher's legacy? Willem has kind of mentioned to us that you have raced either with or against the Schumachers. How did all that kind of come about? Um, yeah, Willem, I, I raced against uh, David Schumacher, son of Ralph. Um, it was just a few races because he was he's a bit older than me. Um, Mick was too old because when I was in junior karting, he was already in Formula 4. I had an encounter with him in Kerpen one time. I think I told Willem the story. <laughs> When once I was at the world championship in karting and in the last day or the last evening, we went to have dinner with Ralph, ate some good pizza in Italy. Oh, yeah. 
That's pretty rad. Very nice. Speaking of pizza, <laughs> one thing one thing we like to do on the show is uh, this is, is a perfect segue <laughs> into my questions. Is uh, we like to we like to ask our special guests how do you because you know they always ask you like you know how do you like your mashed potato how do you like your potatoes and you know how do you like this or that but we like to ask because we're I don't know like we just pride ourselves on pizza here in America what kind of toppings do you like on your pizza um, it must have some spice. So I know you call it pepperoni when it's in in Germany we call it um scharfe salami. <laughs> so Shop, hold on, hold on, say that one more time. Scharfe salami. Oh my gosh. All right. Scharfe salami and if you if okay. you order a pepperoni in Germany, you get sausage with chilies because pepperoni is chili in Germany. You you yeah. specifically have to order scharfe salami or spicy sausage. <laughs> Um, so it must have some spice, okay. but I also like mushrooms a lot. So mushrooms must be on there. Okay. And maybe if I feel fancy, some ham, but not too much. No, I was going to say, I hope we don't turn down this ham and pineapple. <laughs> no, it's, actually, I listened to that episode this morning on my way to university. Oh, yeah, yeah. And mm. in Germany, it's called Pizza Hawaii. Oh, like yes. Hawaiian pizza, yeah. Hawaiian style pizza. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how we that's how we have it here in the states. You know, we we always say like Hawaiian themed or hurt like ham and pineapple. Pineapple doesn't belong on pizza because it's a fruit. But Chloe said otherwise. That- no, now we just gotta get you to eat one. You, yeah, you, you, wherever you're. <laughs> pizza, so it's like two slices. But you have to order it in German. Oh, I have to order it in German. <laughs> oh, I don't know any German though. Eine Pizza Hawaii bitte. Pizza. There you go. Okay, Easy. there we go. That's gonna be easy uh, for but me. what we need to be uh, nice, so eine Pizza Hawaii, bitte. Oh, okay. Yeah, formal. There you go. <laughs> there we go. More formal. So you're basically saying uh, one Hawaiian style pizza, please, right? Right. Yeah, we can practice that later. You started racing. You're 21. You know, you raced with Formula Renault. You you're with uh, with Anders Motorsport. You came to achieve a lot with that team. Just kind of walk us through that inaugural season of. 2018. 2018 was a great year. It was my first year in cars. I just stepped up from karting and I, I just learned very, very, very much. <laughs> and yeah, it's obviously a Formula car. You've got downforce. It's Formula Renault. This championship doesn't exist anymore. It's now Formula Regional. It's, it was basically the bridge between Formula 4 and Formula 3. And my dad and I, we didn't like Formula 4 because the downforce you're running is very, very low. Uh, you don't have a differential. They said, ah, doesn't matter. Just just go 50 horsepower more. You don't even realize after two sessions and you get to drive down first, uh, downforce from the beginning on. So we did Formula Renault. Um, yeah, it was definitely great. Um, hard competition. So I was running in the Northern European Cup. We did, I think, half of the races within the Euro Cup, the European series. And therefore, we had a lot more competition, harder competition, and you could learn even more. It was really crazy. I just just didn't get, become champion. I finished in second in the championship with some bad luck towards the end of the season. But that's just how it is. You scored like over 200 and... 
20 something points in that cup man that's that's amazing like just for your first year you know breaking out of carding was it a was it a huge transition though to go from i mean obviously because it's a bigger car kind of walk us through that transition a little bit it was different yes the racing itself is a lot different Uh, so i did karting in 2017 and we did some test days back in 2017 to be prepared for 2018 and we did a lot of testing in 2018 during the season and had we with every race you learned more and learned more so my, my first race was at Poe, the street circuit older than monaco with this huge drop in the chicane crashed twice once in free practice one one qualifying one uh not a really great start but from there on steep learning curve um second race was monza i think i finished both races in top five i remember i think it was spa both races p1 oh my god how is it going up uh okay so it's radion and then Eau rouge how is it going up it's 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 crazy so my first time i did spa was uh in 2015 i think when i was and now I, w- I was 15 and was in 2017 with my dad's car and I, w- I was 15 and to be a passenger you had to be 16 but we somehow managed that I could drive I couldn't even shift properly uh, because I obviously didn't have a driver's license it was eight shifter so it was more concentrated on getting the the right gears and not setting up the gearbox and then driving <laughs> Um, and then before the week before the race, I um, I did I think one afternoon in the Clio. I had a coach next to me because he he's really 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 experienced at Spa. He won he drove the twenty four hour at uh, Spa twenty five times. He can pull on drift uh, Eau Rouge and Radion with a front wheel driven car. Oh my god, wow. <laughs> that just sounds that sounds intimidating. And yeah, he he gave me a lot of tips, and I think that that's how we managed to get two victories. Even though it was just a Clio, and but it was just some basic tips. Might sound stupid, ah, uh, a race driver needs basic tips. Fundamentals. Yeah, it was very helpful. I obviously did a lot of practice in the simulator, but reward is obviously always a lot different. Right. So I know that you mentioned the twenty-four hour Nurburgring when you prepared for that race what is the preparation like like what goes into it because i know it's like much much longer than normal races obviously but what kind of goes into that in my case not very uh, not really a lot because i basically i did two times and i had between one and a half and two weeks of preparation wow okay i'm i'm kind of the driver i get a late call with a good deal and i hop on it hey no shame in that at all. That's how I ended up in the two times. So there's always something with late with late calls. Um, so you kind of get ready and do a few laps on the Nordschleife in the sim. I mean, you don't even know if you're going to drive, what car you're going to drive, and whether the Nordschleife is always another story. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. So does it make it harder for you to get ready at such short notice? Or is it kind of easier for you just because you're always ready at any time? Uh, I find to not have any big problems with it. Um, because last year, um, yeah, last year was a bit of a up situation. Um, I went to Dubai in January for the 24-hour race, uh, which 
finished third, and we were supposed to do the Nurburgring Endurance Series um, with the BMW M4 GT4 uh, plus 24-hour race. And about two and a half, three weeks before the season started, the main sponsor pulled out. And then I did Dubai in January, and I went to America for some coaching, drove a lot of different cars. And then one and a half weeks before 24 hours, I got a call. Hey, can you jump in? Okay, all right, we'll do it. It was KTM again, but it was not a lot of pressure. Uh, I knew I was going to be the fastest driver on the car because <laughs> I drove a gentleman who was basically just getting a lot of, lot of laps in. Um, yeah, and that's what I did. The beginning, in the you don't have free practice at the Nürburgring uh, when you do the 24-hour race. You just jump straight into qualifying. So I was, I was a bit rusty in the first few laps. I think I did three laps, and the three laps doesn't sound a lot, but obviously it's 25 kilo kilometers long. You don't have that much running time. And then I did a, a night lap, my first night lap on the Nordschleife. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> I actually have a, um, my very first uh, night lap from the Nordschleife on my YouTube channel. I, I watched that this morning, actually. <laughs> that was pretty yeah. cool. That's that's insane. Yeah, that, it's that's a, that's terrifying. Yeah, to watch at the at nighttime. It's really terrifying because you go out of the pits. You're obviously on the Grand Prix track. You have lights. You have fans, and then you go out out of the pits, light, and you do two corners. Then you're allowed to do um, to turn on your high beam because you're not allowed to run it on uh, the main straight and the pit lane. So you go out. Oh shit! It's dark. Turn on high beam. Ah, shit, not a lot brighter. Oh my gosh, so it really doesn't make a difference. You just, you turn it on and you're like, oh, I can barely see still. Yeah, um, and then you, you do Grand Prix track. Okay, it's going to be fine. Your eyes just need a bit of time, kind of get used to the new environment. My uh, my engineer said, ah, take it slow first step. Uh, you never know. And I'm like, ah, this is awesome. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> well, I... I was pushing, let's say, ninety-seven percent. I was, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is so awesome! I want to push." <laughs> I remember I almost went into the grass because I tried to. Um, there's one right kink. It's like in Germany we say, like on X, either you can take it flat out or not. If the conditions must be right to take it flat out, and I just I take it flat out. <laughs> You're taking it flat. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I touched the grass, but nothing happens. And uh, my engineer is like, oh, yeah, you must have a great lap. No traffic. No, no, no. Oh, crazy. And then uh, I came out and the other guys were like, how did you do that? <laughs> because, um, you said, because and... I'm a badass. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it's crazy. When you do the formation lap, your fans standing on the track. They got over the barriers and there were marshals standing with um, like their arms stretched out so the fans can't get even closer. And at some passages, uh, there was just enough space that a car, one car could uh, go through because there were so many fans. Absolutely crazy. And when you do the first stint, you obviously have a lot of fighting. And afterwards, because we could run a different strategy, because light car, not as much horsepower as the others could do 
nine laps instead of seven like the others. So we stretched that out. Yeah, did single stint and then jumped back into uh, for a double stint during the night, which is about two hours and 45, 50 minutes, depending on how many much or 60 you have. And you're not allowed to drive more than three hours. I was coming out of the kind of like, I want to do it again. I didn't want to sleep, but I, you need to make, you have rest for at least two hours, I think. Let let me go again. I want to go again. But uh, no, the other drivers have to go. So I, I went to sleep. And then I think at five, it's already bright outside. Oh, man. So you, you like <laughs> driving like, well, at night. I'm taking it. Yeah, it's uh, it's great because a lot of drivers obviously don't trust the track, the car itself um, as much as during day. I was in a GT4 faster than some GT3s or Porsche Cup cars. Uh, so it's obviously fun overtaking faster cars than a slower car, what every driver wants. Out of all the series that you've raced, so you got like your GT4, you got your Formula Renault, your karting, and then your 24-hour. What is your favorite? Ooh, that, that, that's a tough question. <laughs> Obviously, Formula is just out of this world. The downforce, very close racing. You've got spec cars, so it's down to the driver. And yeah, All right. obviously, when you go to a shit team, you have not as good uh, in engineers and mechanics. So there's some performance. But you race on your own in GT, you always share the car with other drivers. Nordschleife must be on there, especially 24 hours with night running. Anything on the Nordschleife during night and formula. Yeah, that's a tough question. <laughs> I mean, imagine, imagine though, if Formula One drivers had to do like, you know, GT style racing, like where <laughs> they got to go out and swap drivers, you know, that'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely tough because every series is so different. And you can take like your your best parts out of each series and be like, I like this the most. But then it's just you have other aspects of racing that you love too. So everything is so exciting when when you're racing, you know. Yeah, it's true. Phil, we're gonna do we're gonna do one last thing here. We're gonna go into the lightning round of trivia before we close out here. Um, so basically, just kind of just to kind of let you know what the lightning round of trivia is. It's it's basically one minute, and we're gonna throw questions to you. You know, just it's just right off the top of your dome. You know, just anything that you can think of as fast as you can. If you can't say, if you can't think it, you can just skip it. But Josh and I, we like to do this because this is just something to kind of keep our guests on our toes. And you ready, Phil? Absolutely. We've got one minute, and you've got a really, really good uh, chance of of uh, making the top leaderboard since it's just you and Chloe right now doing it. <laughs> <laughs> We might have to get Chloe back on here to see if she can take back the leaderboard if you win it, but we'll see. We'll, we're just we're gonna see how this one goes because this one is without multiple choice, so this is only the first time we're doing it. So we'll see how it goes. It's time for the lightning round trivia questions. Give me three types of pizza: pepperoni, mushroom, and ham. Um, in what year did Lewis Hamilton win his first F1 championship? Uh, Two thousand seven. No, eight. Ah, give me five teams for an F1 grid right now. Teams, Red Bull, Mercedes, Alpha Tauri, um, Alpha Romeo, and fuck, Ferrari. Ferrari, okay. <laughs> Top five drivers on your grid right now. Verstappen, Alonso, Hamilton, Russell, Gasly. Can you name four team principles off the top of your head? Uh, Franz Toast, 
Christian Horner, Toto Wolf and Fred Vasseur. Okay, and what year did Fernando Alonso win his first championship? Uh, oh, 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 I think 2005. Yeah, okay, so which Formula One driver has the most podium finishes? Hamilton. And that's a minute. That is a minute. Okay, so that was like uh, six, Josh? I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll count it up after, and I'm sure we'll, we'll figure it out. Bill, before we go, is there anybody or anything that you want to um, kind of shout out or say like last minute closing statements before we head out? I want to say hi to my girlfriend <laughs> because we, we can't spend uh, so much time right now because I'm quite busy with coaching. I'm, I'm away a lot. Out <laughs> of the last... 10 weekends i've been away eight next week it's going to be 11 weekends and i'm been away nine hi eileen <laughs> but but we are on holiday next week oh there you go that's that's definitely something to look forward to so that's good you have anything planned or you don't want to spoil nothing if she hears uh, this first she does the planning oh okay <laughs> I, I don't like planning you're the driver you she does the planning you're the driver you go along with it yes <laughs> there you go well, Phil, we just we want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. You know, if time permits and, you know, your schedule isn't super busy, we'd love to have you on. Or if you're back in the States at some point and Josh and I are in the area, we'd love to meet up with you. You're, you're always welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. It was great fun chatting with you. And we, we must make sure to meet at Kota in October. Yes. Looking forward to that. Thank you, Phil, so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, guys. That does it for the uh, Bill Hill special. So we are going to get ready for race week this week. And we've got the Azerbaijan Grand Prix coming up on Saturday. Well, Sunday, technically. But yes, it's been a long four weeks. My God. We will see everybody next time. If you guys have not already, please be sure to go on the Discord. Join our Discord. Join our Patreon as you're going to be able to see this episode in all of its unedited glory before it gets released onto YouTube. Be sure to go on there and, and say hi to us. And uh, yeah, come support us on Patreon and Discord. Come talk some F1 with us. All right. Bye, everybody. See you later. Stay turn. Turn.